This is the Freddie and Harry podcast on ESPN Radio. And welcome to the best show on your radio. It is the afternoon get down known as Freddie and Harry. He is Harry Douglas, no longer being rigid from when it comes to Nutty Professor. I'm just merely Freddie Coleman, presented by Progressive Insurance on the ESPN app. Series XM Channel 80. Don't forget about us and tune in. And also your smart speaker to play ESPN Radio. What exactly is the temperature in that Jets locker room now that they've signed Trevor Simeon, 31 years of age, 13 and 17 as a starting quarterback, to maybe the new backup to a guy that they hope will be a backup sooner than later. We're going to dig into that in about 10 minutes. But Aaron Rodgers, the guy that the Jets needed to play quarterback, four plays in, that went out the window. They have lost both games ever since with him not being a starting quarterback. When he was on the Pat McAfee show, he knows what people are saying, especially about his guy, Zach Wilson. But the one thing he does want to see is all the reaction from the players because he knows how frustrated they are. And there's, you know, some heated conversations on the sideline and different things. I think we need to hold our poise a little bit better. Really just offensively, you know, we need to uh, to not have some of those things happen on the, on the sideline and, and to be a little better and to be a little, uh, just be a little better competitors. You know, we need to understand this is part of it. And it's not always going to be pretty. The most important thing is winning. You saw what happened in Green Bay. They were down 17 nothing and came back and won that game, an ugly game, 18-17. It doesn't f-ing matter. It's like you win the game. That's the most important thing. However, you got to get it done. So, you know, there's been, I think, too many little side conversations, and we just need to grow up a little bit um, on offense and, and lock in and do our jobs, everybody, and not point fingers at each other, and that's everybody. You know, we don't point fingers at the coaching staff. Don't point fingers at each other. Just get back to work and get the job done. Did he use the X but to what, make what? his point about the current? <laughs> Did he go back and say, my ex-girlfriend, when her boyfriend was ready to say, you know, honey, this is not going to work, but she hung in there and look at them now. Did he, Harry, use the ex to make a point about the current to make sure this is how you stay together, even though we didn't stay together in Green Bay? Yes, he did. But that was going to be my next point, Freddie. You talk about what a year would do for a human being and hits growth, even at the age that Aaron Rodgers is, because I remember him last year saying in the media, this guy shouldn't play. If he don't catch the ball, this guy shouldn't do this. Uh But it also shows you that it doesn't matter how old we get in our lives. There's room and opportunity for growth. And I I do like what he's saying right here, right? I think a lot of the times – you, you're on the sidelines and you're a competitor and things may get heated and it, it, it's good sometimes. But also, I think when you have a guy like Zach Wilson, who I feel is already rattled and have a lot going on, a lot of weight on his shoulders. Absolutely. You have to be as calm as possible, um, calm as much as possible with a guy like that, because I think the the extra friction or the extra I think sideline debacles mm-hmm. could add more pressure to him. Well, th- that's completely fair because I know if I'm the one, the reason that they're mad like that and I'm the reason they're mad at each other like that, yeah, that would have me feeling some kind of way because you want support. You know you need that kind of support. So I get all of that. But if you're Zach Wilson, what are you going to do about it? It can't be about – That's the next step. Yeah, it can't be about your feelings got hurt. Yep. Or you want more support. Or you want more guys in your corner. 
your play has not proven that those guys want to be in your corner. They probably they want him to be in there. They want to be in his corner because they know the worst thing for him is going to be the worst thing for the New York Jets. They're not hoping that he goes out there and fails so somebody else can be out there. They've been through that already with Zach Wilson last year when he got bounced out and then he acted like he didn't care because it wasn't acting. He didn't care if they lost to the Patriots. Then Mike White comes in and that whole locker was treating him like Santa Claus. And then he went out there and won football games. And he was able to play well. If you're Zach Wilson, that should be at the top of your mind. Not how people reacted this past Sunday because everybody's frustrated. You just look at yourself and say, they rallied more about a guy, but that guy went out there and he delivered the football. That guy went out there and won football games. That guy went out there and, play, and went there and played well. What can I do? And I got more talent this year than Mike White had last year when he stepped in for Zach Wilson. I agree with you, Freddie. And mindset plays a, a, a huge factor in this, in this whole ordeal when you talk about Zach Wilson and what he's going to do moving forward. Now, let me say this also. Me personally, okay. if, if I'm a quarterback and, or if I'm on a team and I'm, I'm not doing my job, number one, I got to check myself. You got to look in the mirror because self-reflection and accountability is the first step to get things changing and moving forward. Mm-hmm. Next, if I see um, everyone saying what they're saying, there's this pride thing within myself to say, you know what? I have to be better. Right. But then thirdly, if you go bring somebody else in at mm-hmm. my position, right. mm-hmm. I'm saying to myself, I'm about to go show all they ass right. that Trevor Simeon, you bringing Trevor Simeon in, it's not going to do anything because I'm here to stay. That's the mindset Zach Wilson has to have. Because I think if it's anything else, I think it's a lost cause for him and being a quarterback on this team. Right Honestly, now. I think it is a lost cause because the Jets have let it be known that, hey, Zach Wilson, your due date is almost up. Like the, <laughs> like the old song by Jade, five four three two, yo, your time is up. That's what the Jets <laughs> told him today by bringing in Trevor Simeon. Journeyman would be the best case word to use for him. I don't even think journeyman, I don't even think he qualifies as a journeyman. He's been a guy that's been in a couple of situations, but 13 and 17 is the starting quarterback. The Jets could have gone out to a guy like Carson Wentz, who's actually won games in the National Football League, has a plus 500 record. They didn't do that. They turned down any kind of call for somebody else. They basically told Zach Wilson, this guy who is barely better than a bag full of footballs, we'd rather have him starting a quarterback if you keep this nonsense up. And if you keep this nonsense up, we'll give you one week, possibly two. Once he gets up to speed, and if we're one and four or one and five, Guess who's going to be playing quarterback? That's why the Jets made this move today. People don't have to like it, and I know why they don't like it. Because as a Jets fan, I don't like it. But I'd rather see at least him get an opportunity when it comes to Trevor Simeon. I already know what that book looks like with yeah. Zach Wilson. I know why Joe Namath felt that way when he called him out on the Michael K. Show on ESPN New York 98.7 FM. And he was even asked the question, how would you fix Zach Wilson? And his answer, 13 seconds of just pure gold. Send him to Kansas City to back up against somebody like Mahomes, maybe he'd learn something. I wouldn't keep him. You know, I've seen enough of Zach Wilson. Has quick feet, can throw a little bit, but I don't believe what's going on up there. I've been insulted before. <laughs> But when somebody says go somewhere else to learn and the reason they brought Aaron Rodgers in was to be better than you so you could learn from him. And Joe, Joe Willie Namath from Aliquippa, <laughs> Pennsylvania, he is basically telling Zach Wilson, go West, young man, get away from my football team because you're completely wrecking everything what looked like it was going to be that kind of season for the New York Jets in 2023. Freddie, Broadway Joe is over this experiment. He really is. He, Broadway he Joe is. is. But let me say this, though. Because if if Zach Wilson could go out there, and I keep I, w- I want to give him I want to give him one more lifeline, right? If Zach Wilson mm-hmm. could go out there against Kansas City and say they don't get the win, 
but he's playing at a, a in a different light, right? He's right. playing and showing that promise, and then he goes out to Denver and they win that football game. He has an opportunity still, though. Mm-hmm. He has an opportunity still to prove some things right. to a lot of people. Mm-hmm. So I'm not going. He's holding on by a shoestring now. He's holding <laughs> on by a thin piece of thread. But there's still a little bit of light for him. There's still a little bit of light for him. He just has to make the best of that light that he that he still does see. A little me, bit of light he, he's seeing. Yeah, to me, for the next, whether it's the next week or two weeks or three weeks, Zach Wills is not just playing for his New York Jets life. He's playing for his NFL life. Mm. He really, really is. If he's not able to get this done after being the second pick in the draft, you don't get a chance to walk through that door again and become a starting quarterback in the National Football League because word is already out there, man. We don't believe this kid can play. They tried so many different things with him. They brought in this kind of talent, that kind of talent, and yet he's doing the same things in year three that he was doing in year one. Maybe this kid can't play, and we can't have that guy as a starting quarterback in the National Football League. As far as I'm concerned, he is playing for his NFL football life in the next couple of weeks. And if he does not play well, we're not going to see Zach Wilson on a field as a front-line quarterback Maybe not even a back line, backup quarterback. The only time you might see him in a football field, Harry, is with a ticket to get into a football game in the stadium. And I think the difference between him and a Baker Mayfield, because a lot of people may counter and say, you know what, well, Baker Mayfield get, gets opportunity after opportunity. Well, Baker Mayfield did show also that he could lead a team to a playoff. In that, in, uh, was it? Did they win? Yeah, they, they won, won, they that, the won that game. Steelers, yeah. And then they should have beat Kansas the Kansas City, City Chiefs. Yeah, scared them so to death. at least Baker Mayfield had that on his resume, yep. unlike Zach Wilson. Yeah, no doubt about that. Harry Douglas, Freddie Coleman together. Appreciate you joining us on Freddie and Harry on ESPN Radio, presented by Progressive Insurance. You can save when you bundle motorcycle, RV, and boat insurance. All you have to do is visit Progressive.com. They have to get that kid off the field. They have to. He can't play. I mean, this is a disaster. Zach Wilson is, whether it's his fault or not, he is the biggest reason. They have to do something about it. He no longer gets the benefit of the doubt based on what he did last year, some of the things that he said after embarrassing performances that put the team in bad situations. I don't believe in him. I don't believe he has a future as a good player. And I think they made the wrong choice when they drafted him. I feel that way. 24 career starts with Zach Wilson. His record is 8-16 and 16 as a starting quarterback. 16 touchdowns, 21 interceptions. He has a 27 total QBR this season, quarterback rating. That is 33rd in the NFL. There are 32 starters in the NFL. And he's worse than everybody plus one when it comes to that being a starting quarterback in the NFL. Hey, don't look at me that way. I'm just reporting the facts. I'm Freddie Coleman. He's Harry Douglas together on Freddie and Harry on ESPN Radio. Let's bring the man who's an FOS friend of the show. He is the always talented and great Rich Samini, ESPN New York Jets reporter. Hit him on social media at Rich Samini. Rich, you've known Joe Namath. You've known this organization for a long time. When Joe Namath said all that yesterday, saying, hey, Zach Wilson, move on from him. Get rid of guys like Joe Douglas and Robert Sala. What went through your mind when you heard what Joe Namath had a chance to say? Yeah, I've known Joe for over 25 years, and I, I never heard him be that critical of the organization. I mean, he's he's a Jet fan. I mean, he bleeds green. I, I, I've been to his house in Florida. He, he's got a room where he watches the game every Sunday. He watches every game, every minute of every game. He's a massive fan. And for him to come out and be that critical, I mean, it was basically like he it was scorched earth. You know, he just ripped Wilson and the organization and – he admitted at one point this is probably the lowest he's felt as a Jet fan, and uh, I'm sure he's probably felt that way a few times over the years, but he, 
claims that right now is that low point. And Joe still has a voice in this town. You know, he's still Joe Namath. He's still the most iconic player in franchise history. And when he speaks, everyone listens. And Rich, I got to ask you, what's the feeling around the Jets locker room when it comes to Zach Wilson after his struggles in the last two games playing? Yeah, well, I mean, there's obvious frustration. I think I think the entire nation saw it. You know, some guys on the sideline in some animated conversations with their coaches, Michael Carter and Garrett Wilson, on Sunday during the Patriots game. You know, frustrations boiling over a little bit. Uh, it is a frustrated team. I, I just from talking to people around the team, I think there is some tension behind the scenes just with not being able to get a, any produ- productivity out of the quarterback position. And, and this is certainly, you know, I've seen this before. Usually it happens a little later in the season. I don't think I've ever seen it this early. But, I mean, there's been a, some extraordinary circumstances here. I mean, Aaron Rodgers gets hurt on the fourth play of the season. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's just unfathomable. And here they are like two weeks later, and they're just seemingly on the verge of, uh, you know, just fracturing. Yeah, <laughs> life comes at you fast, especially if you're a Jets fan in the National Football League. He is Rich Samini, ESPN New York Jets reporter, joining Freddie and Harry on ESPN Radio. So why Trevor Simeon for the Jets to bring him in to really push Zach Wilson or to push Zach Wilson out of a job? <laughs> well, there's not a lot out there, Freddie. I mean, you know, Jet fans are a little delusional if they think they're going to call up the Minnesota Vikings and, and steal Kirk Cousins away from the Vikings. I mean, look, the Vikings are going through their own issues. They're 0-3, but they're not going to punt on the season after three games. So all things considered, I guess this is a, probably the best they can do under the circumstances. I mean, Simeon does have a background in the West Coast offense. He uh, played last year for Luke Getze in Chicago. Luke Getze worked under Nathaniel Hackett in Green Bay, so there's that connection, probably some carryover in the offense, the the terminology. And so you would think it wouldn't be a huge learning curve. And also he played a lot in the preseason. He threw 65 passes in the preseason for the Cincinnati Bengals. He was competing against Jake Browning for the backup job to Joe Burrow, and obviously Simeon did not win it. He got cut in late August, so at least he's in football shape and he's played football recently as opposed to, say, a a Carson Wentz or a Matt Ryan, two other names that were linked to the Jets. So he's going to come in. He's on the practice squad right now. I I suspect he'll be on the practice squad for at least a week, and then next week they could bump him up to number two. And if Wilson continues to struggle, I, I see no reason why Trevor Simeon would not be starting at some point. Rich, when you look at this weekend, and I think it's I, – I honestly think it's a bad week to be on Sunday Night Football if you're the Jets <laughs> because you're going against the Kansas City Chiefs and Patrick Mahomes, a team that just found their groove offensively against the bad news Bears. If Zach Wilson actually struggles – in that football game Sunday night, and I understand Trevor Simeon is just now getting there, so I don't know who they would go go with the backup uh, as the backup quarterback. Do you think a change will be made in that game if it's looking ugly for Zach Wilson? Yeah, it would be Tim Boyle, uh, who's who was on there. He just got promoted to their practice squad a couple of you know he's been around you know all summer through training camp with the Jets, and um, he, he yeah he'd be the next guy in. And you're right. I, this is going to be ugly on Sunday. I mean, this is the game you don't want to be in prime time. And first, you know, you're playing the defending champs who, like you said, just got their groove going. And the Jets just can't. I just looked up this stat. You know, the Chiefs have been held under 20 points 
only twice in the last 32 games. Oof. So, I mean, the Jets are going to have to score a lot of points to win this game, and, and they're just not capable of scoring that many points right now. So, yes, I could see it getting ugly for Zach Wilson. Yes, I could see him getting pulled out of this game. And, yes, I could see things getting even worse for the Jets. It's been a whole bunch of no's by the Rich Samini ESPN New York Jets report on Freddie and Harry on ESPN Radio. The one no that I think a lot of people – aren't talking about is that the Jets refuse to admit that they made a mistake by drafting Zach Wilson with the second pick in the first place. How right or wrong, Rich, am I? Well, they kind of admitted it at, at the end of last season when they came out very publicly and said that we have to go out and get a veteran quarterback. I mean, they were saying that right at the end of last year when Wilson was benched twice during the season. At, at one point, he was the third-string quarterback last year. So, you know, they didn't come out and say, yeah, we made a mistake. But, you know, they're tacitly admitting that they messed up that pick. And, of course, then they go out and get Aaron Rodgers, which I thought was a great move for the Jets. He had changed everything about the team, the culture. Everything about the team was different. And, and then he unfortunately got hurt, which he couldn't have foreseen something like that happening that early. But um, quite clearly, Joe Douglas made a mistake on that pick at number two. Interesting, you get a team like the 49ers, you know, admitting it by getting rid of Trey Lance. He was picked right after Wilson at number three. They admitted they made a mistake and they got rid of him. The Jets are holding on to Wilson, hoping that they could rehabilitate his career by having him learn from Zach, uh, from learning from Aaron Rodgers. All those plans got blown up, of course, in week one. So when it comes to offensive coordinator uh, Nathaniel Hackett, should he be receiving some criticism for the offensive struggles with Zach Wilson? Oh, I think he has. I mean, if you turn on New York radio here in New York, I think everyone's, uh, I think the equipment managers might even be getting blamed too. Everyone's getting blamed to, to some, to some respect, but Hackett, uh, yeah, I mean, he's here. Uh, he got, everything was geared around Aaron Rodgers, And so, you know, the plans change on the fly. And so, you know, he didn't have a background with Zach Wilson the way he did with Aaron Rodgers. So I'm sure there's, a feeling, a feeling out process that's going on, trying to learn what Wilson does best, what he doesn't like to do, and so forth. But Hackett's got to do a better job of getting this running game going because that's the only way they can get out of this mess is to develop a really good running game to take pressure off Wilson. They rushed for 30-something yards last week against the Patriots. It, the offensive line... It's not great, but it's not as bad as people are making it out to be. I think there's just some design flaws they can work on and different ways of getting the running game on track. Yeah, no doubt about that. And, oh, by the way, they got to try to do that with the big bad wolf known as Patrick Mahomes in Kansas City about to play them on Sunday night football. Many, many reasons why he's an FOS friend of the show. He is Rich Samini, ESPN New York Jets reporter. Hit him on Twitter at Rich Samini, joining us here on Freddie and Harry. Always appreciate you, Rich, and take care, my friend, and be well. All right, thanks for having me, guys. Have a good one. And a couple of you want to weigh in about this old Jets Zach Wilson situation on the Freddie and Harry Dr. Pepper call in line at triple eight say ESPN eight 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 seven two nine three seven seven six. Bill in Music City, Nashville. Bill, Bill, what you got, my friend? This is going to seem off the wall, but you know, I was talking to a Jets uh, fan at church, and like you know, the line's not that good. No veteran could go in there. There's like no quarterback to be had. How about Justin Fields at the Jets? He could at least bring the running game and give him a chance. What do you think about that? Just well, Bill, and, hear what you 
Bill in Nashville, thanks for the call. Number one, a Jet fan in church, that can be redundant. And I'm speaking from experience when it comes to a Jet fan being in church because my team has needed all the prayer and all the gospel they could have used all the years I've been a Jets fan. But that's the guy I wanted them to draft with the second pick. The Bears are not going to move on from Justin Fields and bring back into Zach Wilson unless the Jets have enough draft equity where they can do that after the season. It's not going to happen before the trading deadline. That'll be very interesting because I'm still not convinced that they want Justin Fields long-term in Chicago. And I'm firmly convinced that when this season is over, Zach Wilson is not going to be in a Jet uniform in 2024. Well, I would also say, like, when you look at a guy like Justin Fields um, and, and this offense that is ran by Nathaniel Hackett, is he, is he good for Nathaniel? Is Nathaniel Hackett good for him? You know what I mean? No, that's a good so, question. Like that, that moving forward, I, I don't know if I want to see Justin Fields with Nathaniel Hackett. Well, I'll take ABZ, any, anybody but Zach. I'll take Justin Fields and take my chances. <laughs> Seriously, <laughs> that's the guy they should have drafted. Roy, the truck driver, what you got, my friend? Man, this is sad because I was hoping to see Aaron do something else this year. And that's a bummer that uh, Mr. Uh, Mr. Football got that pissed off and, and went off. He went off. I ain't never heard Joe Namath talk like that. But I was thinking, has this ever happened where a team got a pretty good quarterback the first game of the season, he go down? That's sad. Now, the, the guy this morning we're talking about, RG3. Can anybody you can think of who's still able to play – would be a better choice than what they're looking at now. Anybody who's just really in still good shape, RG3 is still in good shape, but who else do you think could take over? Well, number one, in the most Jetsian of Jetsian things that have happened, that's the most Jetsian thing I've ever seen as a Jets fan, Harry, in my life. Not week four, not week eight. Play four. I know. Fourth play of the game with Aaron Rodgers popping in the Achilles. With all that promise. Now, Nick Foles is out there. Carson Wentz is out there. I don't believe Matt Ryan is coming back. But then again, his agent could be lying saying, my, my client's not interested in coming back. Well, if they throw enough money at somebody, every man has his price. Trevor Simeon is the way they wanted to go. I just wonder, Harry, how much of this is the Jets trying to outsmart the room again? Because that has never worked well for the Jets thinking they're smarter than the room. Well, but let me say this. They're not going to the Super Bowl. Hell, they're they trying to make the playoffs. And it doesn't look good right now at one and two. So any Jets fans who had high hopes of this team competing for a Super Bowl, please get that out of your mind because that is no longer happening. It, it's over. Yeah. Aaron Rodgers is hurt. Uh, just, just pray for a good season and that the guys come out healthy. Here we go again. <laughs> That's all I got to say about that. Is, <sighs> it was fun while it lasted. Yeah, for four for the short For plays. the short term, it was. Not even a drive for plays. Keep weighing in on the Dr. Pepper, Freddie, and Harry call in line. Always love to hear what you have to say at 888-ESPN-888-729-3776. He is Harry Douglas. I'm Freddie Coleman. Thanks for being a part of the afternoon get down known as Freddie and Harry. There were teams that won this week and are feeling good. But there's a big old butt next to those wins. Oh, we're going to have all that big old butt for you next on ESPN Radio. Pause. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight. S-A-V-E. 
Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. The Freddie and Harry Podcast. He's Harry Douglas. I'm Freddie Coleman. Together on Freddie and Harry, presented by Progressive Insurance, hitting you off on ESPN Radio, as well as the ESPN app. Sirius XM Channel 80. And don't forget to tell that smart speaker to play ESPN Radio. So maybe the Green Bay Packers made the right decision when it came not only to Aaron Rodgers, but another former Green Bay Packer. We're going to get to that in about 10 minutes. Sometimes a win is a win, but sometimes it's less than that. Even the best teams have area to improve. They're quite impressive, bordering on spectacular. This is You Won, But. And we hate to pick on people when they win. No, we don't. We love doing that kind of thing. That doesn't bother us at all. But there are four teams out there from this weekend in the NFL and also in college where we say to ourselves, you won, however. Harry, I'll start with the Los Angeles Chargers. They're no longer part of the defeated. They win that game 20-24. to Justin Herbert over 405 yard, over 400 yards passing. They won, but their coach once again almost screwed them over. By going for on a fourth and short at the Minnesota 24-yard line instead of punting the ball and make them go in the length of the field, the defense bailed them out. So I know they got the win, but that's the butt with me with the Chargers. Well, I would say this. Uh, there, are to- there are times where I'm watching Brandon Staley as a head coach for the last few years, and I'm asking myself, is he trying to get himself fired? <laughs> because that, what you just mentioned, Freddie, it was 151 left in the fourth quarter. The Chargers were up 28 to 24. They're at their own four, uh, 24 yard line and it's fourth and one. So I'm saying to myself, I just know he's about to punt this football. Absolutely. And he goes for it. They don't get it. And luckily, Kirk Cousins and company saved him because Kirk Cousins completed true. the ball to TJ Hawkinson with 36 seconds left in a first down. I'm saying to myself, well, if I know to clock the damn ball, the Minnesota Vikings got to know they got to get up and clock the ball so they have multiple chances at the end zone. Yeah. They decided to snap the football with 12 seconds left. Think about how many seconds went out the clock. You caught the first down with 36 seconds left. You don't snap it until 12 seconds, and then you rush, and the ball gets picked off in the end zone. So, Kirk, Brandon Stanley about to send 
to Kirk Cousins Foundation, whatever the hell he wants, because he just saved him his job. Because if that they would have lost that football game, Ooh. I would have said, and I don't advocate for anybody to lose their job. I would have been advocating if if, if they would have lost that game. I really would have because it's an embarrassment. I think it's a mockery that you continuously do things like that and put your 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 team in situations that can come back to haunt them. I hope it doesn't embolden Brandon Staley to say, "Hey, that worked. My team's um, got my back." Unbelievable. Yeah, amazing. Pittsburgh Steelers, they're two and one. They beat the Las Vegas Raiders 23-18, to at least this time around, Harry. The offense did score some touchdowns, yep. unlike the week before where the defense did all that dirty work for them. They're 2-1, and one, but they don't have that 2-1 and one feel to them. You look at them and say, we know they can play some defense. The running game is suspect. The passing game is spotty. Mike Tomlin is still a terrific coach. Don't fight me on that one. You're going to lose that battle with me. You can miss me with that. But they did, They don't have that team that I look at and say, oh, yeah, the way they've won the last couple of games, that's sustainable for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Yeah, and I think something just came out recently about Matt Canada, the offensive coordinator, now is going to work closely with Kenny Pickett and be more in that quarterback room guiding him so those guys can be on the same page at all times. But my butt is, how many games will this defense have to save mm. this team? Now, the offense was a little better against the, the Raiders, but this defense had four sacks. They forced three turnovers. Jimmy Garoppolo was thinking about porn star Jimmy and not the Jimmy Garoppolo <laughs> that should have been playing at a high level on the football field because he was throwing the ball to, to the opposing team like it was nothing. And, and I even tweeted. Jimmy Garoppolo made me tweet, what is Jimmy Garoppolo? I said, not Garoppolo. I said, what is Jimmy G doing? Uh-huh. I had no idea either. It, it blew my mind. I didn't know who he was throwing to him. And I would check his bank account if I were y'all too because some of those interceptions is just mind-blowing to me at, at a professional level. But how, how many times will this defense of the Pittsburgh Steelers, how, they, how many times are they going to have to save this offense and save this team and win games? You know somewhere in San Francisco when they saw that throw, they were looking at each other going, see? <laughs> see? See? That's why we drafted Trey now, Lance and that's why we drafted Brock Purdy to move I, on from that guy. Now, I hope Jimmy G's okay because they yeah. say he had a concussion. So I right. hope he clears concussion protocol. But clearly, I, I think it was, it was, you know, while he was throwing those throws. It had to be. Yeah, no doubt about that. Harry Douglas, Freddie Coleman together. A little, you won, but regarding teams in the NFL – and college football that won this weekend on Freddie and Harry on ESPN Radio. So, Harry, it's now your turn to go first. Alabama beat Old State. Yeah. What's the big old butt around the Crimson Tide? Well, I, I will say this. I thought they protected Jalen Miro a lot better, that offensive line, because there was a major deficiency there uh, before that game. No matter who was that quarterback previously, I also thought Miro was better. He is more efficient. 17 to 21, two touchdown passes. The run game got going. Uh, my thing is, is this going to be consistent moving mm-hmm. forward? The defense showed up. They were sacking the quarterback. They were getting after. Is this going to be a consistent thing moving forward? Or is this just a one-off? Because I'm looking at games like against the LSU Tigers, right? They have mm. a game against the Tennessee Volunteers. Mm. They still have Mississippi State and, and, and Texas A&M. And Auburn, we already know, like, that's a rivalry game. So all bets can be off in that one. Anything can happen. We've seen that over the years. So is this consistent or is this a one-off for Alabama? That's uh, yeah. for us to figure out. Yeah, my yeah, but with Alabama is they're trying to win in a 1990s way in 21st century football. It's wide open football, especially more than ever before in the Southeastern Conference. It doesn't matter if it's the West or the East. 
you can win 24 to 10 against Ole Miss because in a big game, unfortunately, Lane Kiffin always spits the bit. We saw it in Tennessee. <laughs> we saw it in the pros mm-hmm. the one year. We've seen it at Ole Miss. His team, for the first time in a long time, was on the same level as an Alabama football team, and they did not believe they could win that game. So that's my yeah, but Alabama. You're not going to run into a Lane Kiffin every week who does not know how to win big games as a head coach of Ole Miss. You're going to other guys that have shown the ability that they can do that, especially in the rugged SEC West. Last but not least, Ohio State, the number 10 means so much to them more than ever before. But they're able to beat Notre Dame on the last play of the game running the football when Notre Dame, some, some godforsaken reason, had only 10 men on defense and the guy that was supposed to be there, that's where they ran the ball. Ohio State, Harry, they won, but. But I'm worried about this football team because they played Michigan and Penn State, and those are two teams that have multiple running backs in the backfield and great offensive lines. You talk about two of the better offensive lines in college football, Penn State and Michigan, and I looked at this game against the Notre Dame Fighting Irish, who also has a a good offensive line, and Notre Dame was able to rush the ball 39 times for 176 yards and a touchdown. Right. I can't help but think about – the last few years and how Ohio State lost to the Michigan Wolverines and it was that physicality and that run game and those explosive plays, are they going to be able to stop Penn State? Are they going to be able to stop Michigan from rushing the football like we've seen Notre Dame do in their past game? And they found a way, they found a way to win. Yeah. Now, Notre Dame didn't help themselves out, right. dropping an interception that could have ended the game, 10 men on the football field, instead of running the football and making you know Ohio State use timeouts, you throw a screen pass and almost get picked off and stops the clock gives mm-hmm. Ohio State extra timeout yeah so moving forward can they can they stop the run against e- elite run teams they're lucky they don't play this weekend they have a bye week before they play Maryland at home and that's not going to be an easy game because Maryland two of them by Lowe's younger brother plays for Maryland they throw that ball all over the park so Talil yeah Talil is no had a joke. chance to visit them this summer when I was up working in the XFL oh, yeah? how was that yep it was it was good man being there, I, I talked to Talil for about probably about five minutes okay and, and he, he was excited about his brother, too. Uh, uh, Mike Lock, Locksley, he's doing, a I think, a tremendous job mm-hmm. there. So Gunnar Brewer, their wide receiver coach, he used to be at Louisville. So I went okay. up there to see him okay. and got to see the team and stuff. Yeah, so Maryland could be a potential yeah, but, but my yeah, but for the Ohio State University is, what's your identity? Who are you? Yep. I never used to have to look at an Ohio State team and have to try to figure out their identity. I, it, sometimes they have three or four that worked. Right now, they seem to be a team in search of that. And they were able to escape versus Notre Dame because Lord knows they didn't play anybody the first three weeks. Indiana, Youngstown State, Western Kentucky, snooze, snooze, snooze. They ran into a real team, and they almost gave it away because I still don't know what they're supposed to be. Even though Notre Dame lost, I know the identity is. Fast on defense, run the football on offense, and have Sam Harvey make plays. That's my yeah, but with the Ohio State University. I still don't know who they are. And if they don't know who they are by week five, that could be a problem the rest of the season in the Big Ten. And I'll tell you what bothered me watching that game, because me, Desmond Howard, Harry Lyles, we're on the sideline and we're watching. And I, and I turned to them and I said, is it just me or are they not throwing the ball to Marvin Harrison Jr.? So, And I'm saying to myself, why if you have a player of this caliber mm-hmm. that you're just casually right. going to him whenever and yeah. not – 
you know, trying to, you know, feature him within mm-hmm. the game plan. Right. That that bothered me watching because I think about all the true number ones I've been around, and we're going to get those guys to football early and often. There's That's no, not the yeah, case with Ohio State. There's no reason for him to have the bat on his shoulder when you got a home run hitter. And that happened a lot throughout that game that Ohio State was very lucky to win, taking down Notre Dame. Yep. in South Bend, Indiana. Like we mentioned, always join the conversation anytime you want. You can do that on Twitter at Coleman ESPN and at HDouglas83 and also the Dr. Pepper call-in line at 888-ESPN 888-729-3776. So somebody put the Las Vegas Raiders on notice and I guess we should not be surprised because this had been brewing for more than a minute. Find out who had a chance to speak his mind next on ESPN Radio. The Freddie and Harry Podcast. Pocket collapses. He throws it down the field. It's intercepted. And that is Levi Wallace intended for Adams. And the Steelers seal the deal. We got to make winning a habitual thing. But I was really proud of the efforts. We did what we needed to do. Secure victory. He's Harry Douglas. I'm Freddie Coleman. Together on Freddie and Harry on ESPN Radio. The ESPN app. Sirius XM Channel 80. Don't forget to tell your smart speaker to play ESPN Radio. There's a certain football player out there that feels this way. I want winners. And his name is Devontae Adams of the used-to-be Green Bay Packers and now the Las Vegas Raiders. Why does he feel this way? I want winners. Now, well, his team, not exactly getting off to a great start. They're one and two. And he says, you know what? In the words of Danny Glover from the movie, when it comes to him and Mel Gibson, I'm too old for this. You know, it's week three, but I don't got time to wait around. I mean, it's not a personal thing. I mean, it is a personal thing, but it ain't just about me. But, I mean, it's not my mentality to sit here and try to take all season to figure it out. You use these early games like this to establish identity. And we're not doing things the right way to, to establish a winning culture early in the season. So we got to do something to, to turn that around. Doing something about it so that when we go out there the next time, it looks different. It's not supposed to just be a week of just talking about you got to go out there and do it. That's the theme of this year is doing it, not just talking about it and figuring out what we need to do. We did all that last year. This year we got to be about it. I want winners. If that's not a shot at his head coach and the organization, I don't know what is. That has all the makings of Devontae Adams when this season is over saying, like Danny Glover said in that movie, I'm too old for this bleep at 30 years of age. This said, Harry, this seems like to me he's laying the groundwork that, you know what? Get my behind out of here. I'm too old for this nonsense. And I understand, though, because when you have a talent like Devontae Adams, who a lot of people thought it was Aaron Rodgers when he was playing with him in Green Bay, the reason for that success. Now, Aaron Rodgers played a part in it, but mm-hmm. what we've learned is that Devontae Adams is that dude regardless of who his quarterback is. And you look at the game the other night where he had, I think, 12 receptions, 13 receptions for 172 yards and two touchdowns. He is that dude. Aaron Rodgers, I was actually watching uh, Pat McAfee today when Aaron Rodgers was on it. Aaron Rodgers literally said, Mm -hmm. the best wide receiver in the National Football League, Devontae Adams. Mm -hmm. That's what Aaron Rodgers said. He's he's wrong, but okay. (laughs) (laughs) But but, but, but Devontae Adams is still up there. You're talking about a guy that – Oh, he's top three, sure. Double team – He's going to make the play if you try to single cover him. He's the best route runner in the National Football League, and he has the big playability. Right. Fourth down, the Raiders decide to go for it, and Devontae Adams uh, just runs a crisp route, and Jimmy Garoppolo throws it for a touchdown. But where he's at in his career, I don't know if the Raiders are there. 
Well, they're right? definitely not there. Absolutely. Like he wa- he wants to win, and I know I don't think it'll take to the end of the season uh, for him to be moved. Okay. Oh, really? Be- because you know you get to the trade deadline, and the Raiders are sitting in a situation where they're not going to win. All right. And if you want draft capital, and then you find a team that could actually use a talent like Devontae Adams. Okay. I think it could potentially happen then, and I'm pretty sure he wouldn't mind it. I had a chance to work out with him, man. and like, What was that his, like? His smoothness, bro, his smoothness is on another level. Like I, it was, it was, I was, it was me, him, Derek Carr, um, Jordy Nelson. Yeah. And it's just like his smoothness and, and running routes and, you know, just it just it looks right. You know how some people when mm-hmm. they, when they do things, it just looks like they're supposed to be doing what they're Absolutely, doing. Absolutely, I do. That was Devonte Adams and watching him run routes. And the tape doesn't lie either. The eye in the sky never lies. One of the things about a guy like that, if he's already wanting out because I want winners, he wants to be away from this losing situation when it comes to the Las Vegas Raiders. Any contender in their right mind would try to be in the market with Devonte Adams. And whatever you have to do, you have to give away so much draft capital. He still plays a position that's not a quarterback position at wide receiver. But I know if I'm a team that I believe in my team and need a guy like that or want to go get a guy like that, hey, <laughs> you can you can move some pieces. Mm-hmm. If I'm the Baltimore Ravens, you can Ooh. move some pieces. Ooh. I know they got Earl Beckham Jr., Rashad Bateman, and Zay Flowers, but you get a Devontae Adams Ooh. like that. No matter what Odell does, one-year contract, you move on from him if it's not working out, you got a guy that will make Lamar Jackson at offense so much better when it comes to the Baltimore Ravens. I'm going to throw one to you. Right. Now that we know Nick Chubb is not going to be out there playing, Cleveland Browns. what like if that. the Cleveland Browns decided, you know what, let's pair Amari Cooper and Devontae Adams together. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, we, Because we saw no Nick Chubb, and they let Deshaun Watson play a little bit, close to 300 yards passing over the weekend. And with those bunch of filthy guys on defense, that Browns, I warn people, if we get any kind of Deshaun Watson with that defense, Or if the Kansas City Chiefs find a way to get it done. Oh, stop. The rich already are rich already. Stop that. I know. It just sounded good. It sounded good. It it really did. Because the Chiefs are the opposite (laughs) when it comes to the Bears and the Jets. Who's in a worse position? That's next. Thanks for listening to the Freddie and Harry podcast on ESPN Radio. You can also listen to Freddie and Harry live weekdays from 3 to 7 Eastern on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, and on Sirius XM Channel 80. You can also watch and listen on the ESPN app, the Freddie and Harry podcast.